Welcome to a very special preview presentation of Chrissy and Craig, my hot new series with Chrissy Chapeka. Bitches, what the fuck is up? Well, I think we're going to find out any second now. Oh, hell yeah, we are, because we're hot. Now let's listen to the theme song. It's so good. Chrissy and Craig. anywhere i want to congratulate you on turning all women lesbian <laughs> thank you so i just you know i want to apologize out there because apparently um someone someone commented that what did they say they said just because you don't like men doesn't mean you had to turn everyone a lesbian so <laughs> i just want to apologize on behalf of my behavior for turning everyone into a lesbian um because you didn't realize it was that kind of equation you thought well because of this i'm gonna have to turn them all it's just i guess it's my fault so i apologize out there um or you just can't get women i think or you you just can't Hmm. get you know like maybe that's your problem bud but i i'll take responsibility (laughs) i'll take responsibility i'll be held accountable you'll take one for the team i guess yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. Oh, You'll take the I'm hit and, and and apologize for the rotten thing that you did. It was <laughs> so bad, so bad. Yeah. Gosh. Well, at least they have a, a reason they can tell themselves when they cannot get a date or make someone come. They'll be like, oh, Chrissy, it's her. It's her fault. Fucking Chrissy. It's fucking Chrissy's fault, bro. <laughs> like, dude, like she's literally, she is like a problem on this app. Like she's turning everyone into a lesbian dude, like, dude, it's not funny how... anymore like it's not funny like it's not dude, just it's like... like not fucking like she needs to be stopped <laughs> there's so many like youtubers who do videos about me saying like we need to stop her like she is x y and z like she fucking sucks while they're playing like a video game i'm like okay you're playing a video game <laughs> like... that's m- most great thinkers you know uh, throughout the history of uh, social commentary they're like <laughs> actively playing a video game while yeah. they're angrily dismissing a cultural icon like yourself. Yeah, they're like, yo, like this date went like fucking horrible. And like, I know it's Chrissy Chapeca's fault. Like, <laughs> fuck her. Like, this girl said I couldn't make her come. And like, it wasn't even my fault, bro. Like, she just like can't come. Like, I don't know. It's like her fucking fault. She's like too uptight. Do you think like, I? this is a tweet. So I credit the tweet I saw. But like, do guys not get embarrassed when they can't make women come? Because like... Out of, like, my hookup history, unfortunately, so many guys, like, do not give a fuck. And you, I've had to be like, hello? Are you, one time this guy was like, yo, no, it's, like, fine. Like, I'll get you next time. I was like, this is a hookup. Get you next time? It's not who's getting the cheeseburger this time. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. thanks for getting me that apple pie. I'll, I'll get you next time. I was like, honey, you think I would ever come back here? Like, <laughs> next time what do you <laughs> like after that comment one of course not two it's like honey this was like you're not you're just filling this void for a second for me like not for long hon <laughs> like, uh, Jesus. 
the, this, I'm remembering a line from the really terrible John Travolta movie, Staying Alive, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Gee, do they make bad movies together. But uh, the, the, the woman says to uh, uh, Travolta's character, she was like, oh, honey, guys like you, they're just, you're just exercise. You're just exercise. That's literally <laughs> it. It's like, I was bored. Yeah. And, and you were like maybe seeing like what it, it could have been fantastic. And if it was fantastic, maybe there would have been a next time. However, exactly. <laughs> I just, I don't get men like that is so embarrassing. Oh, listen, I feel like it, it is, uh, see, see, I'm getting all reclamped short for words. Not usually in my position, but, uh, it, it, it would horrify me to no end if it wasn't a mutually satisfactory, uh, situation. Or satisfying, rather, situation. Men just don't care. They just don't. They're so just, like, consumed in, like, what is good for me? What's going to make me feel good? If I'm getting whatever whatever it is, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm getting what I want, it's fine. Which really blows my mind. Because isn't it better when everyone's getting off? And why not work on it if you come in, like, a minute? Or the two uh, chumpers. Yeah. There's things you can do to increase your endurance. And quite frankly, yeah. it makes everything more enjoyable for everyone, including yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. The sun just like came up when you were saying that. God was like, you're so right. Make, make women come. That's make right. Make the pussies come. That's <laughs> oh, so right. It's, I know, you're like really bright. I guess I, yeah. Oh man, it hurts a little. <laughs> they dimmed down just a touch there, right? You're like, it hurts a little, and you're like, oh, because see, again, it's like the women's the woman's got to be comfortable. So like, you yeah, turn the sun exactly. down just a little bit. You know, exactly. Sometimes oh, man, we can be too enthusiastic, hit things a little too hard. See, yeah. this is what we're talking about. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, or those guys that just like <laughs> they'll just like oh my god come on we all know anyone with like a pussy knows this like those people that, that go in so hard with their fingers they're like fucking oh. like <laughs> and it's like that is not yeah yeah it's like slow down slow down drill bit taylor i've been like stop right now like the thing we all want to hear during sex <laughs> yeah and they're like no like don't you like it it's like you literally am I what like am I the first person you've ever touched <laughs> or the first person who ever sort of voiced their actual feelings about it yeah because I think that's another problem that's true I mean it's hard though like I feel like as like a feminine or just like someone who's not just a man like this yeah. straight cis man to like voice their opinions about anything period but like even sexual like because you're just like afraid especially sexual especially sexual and that's the problem like just to make sure it's clear what i'm saying too sorry (laughs) it's like i look so good i'm not saying like hey she didn't say nothing i don't mean it like that i mean like you're right yeah (laughs) you know because a lot of times like people feel like they they're not allowed to say something and that just continues to limit their potential uh joy you know uh sexual satisfaction yeah right listen guys we have to call the people we're having sex with out for being bad you have to yeah because also they might to give them maybe the benefit of the doubt they may not know right so so communication is key for everything but also within like sex and just like stuff like that because like you and if they get mad at you for not fucking like doing their job like 
fucking leave. Ew. Yeah. Anyone who gets mad at you for like, you can literally be like, I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. And like, they get pissed. Like, whoa, get out of there. <laughs> oh, it's over now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that is that is like red flag alert, babes. Red flag alert. Oh, yeah. Massive red flag. Yeah. Can't see past that red flag. Sometimes people are good intention, but they don't know that they're not yeah. doing their fucking job. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I need to. This is killing me. <laughs> oh, but then I'm going to be so dark. Well, no, but your camera will adjust. And um, and soon when you get the webcam thing, it, it'll be it's all. Uh, yeah. But see how great Chrissy looks with, that, with just a stock standard webcam? Wait till you see ah. her on the Logitech C920. They're not a sponsor, but that's what's going to happen. It's going to blow your mind. It. That's right. I'm yeah. kidding. I got paid and all my money's going to hit Monday. So, you know, Monday, I'm going to get it. That's right. Fantastic. So, like, enjoy this now. and just You're just going to flip out when you see what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it, the whole thing about... Uh, people hitting it too hard too it reminds me of the first time i bought them first off they tried to charge in there with like no lube and i was like whoa 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 hey uh and i think maybe like a touch of spit but like that ain't gonna do much quite frankly no that no way that literally like <laughs> disintegrates yeah. it's, <laughs> it's almost like if you throw water on a very hot frying pan it'll that's how fast the spit goes away yeah right it just goes whoosh and that that's it uh you, you need like a river of spit if that's what you're going to go for and then th- that's not what was happening so mm-hmm. uh, i was like hey hey whoa 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 no and and i was like uh lube and condoms my friend so that yeah. was that's another thing that oh we're just gonna jump in there without a condom like no no that's excuse me excuse me mm-hmm. i'm sure that's happened I, yeah yeah like i just have had so many like fucking Hookup stories where I've been like, no, I want to use a condom. And guys have been like, oh, please, like, no, like, I don't want to. And I'm like, <laughs> like, they will bag your fucking face off. They'll be like, please. And it's like, no, like, I. And if you don't like, I'm not saying like, you know, do what you want to do. But for me, if I'm just talking like you should like be safe sex, like, if you know, like they're and, you know, I would just be like, what the fuck? Like, they do not take no for an answer for like hours. You shouldn't have to feel defeated. (laughs) Like, and be like, oh, fine. Like, you you know, like you shouldn't ever have to feel that way. If you said like. I want to wear a condom and or I don't want to do this or blah, blah, blah. And someone's begging for it. It's like, you shouldn't, that's fucked up. One, they shouldn't be begging for it. And you should never feel like you have to, because someone really wants it to like, you know, because basically that like. that's like saying, well, my needs aren't as important as yours. Well, it's also and, like assault still. <laughs> like well, no, no. It, assault. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And it just compounds yeah. itself the more you think about it. And then what, you know, so he doesn't want to wear a condom. You don't want to get pregnant. And also you don't want to get fucking chlamydia or a, a whole host of other things that you could possibly get. Yeah, or I just don't want you fucking inside me like that. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I don't know you like that yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't fucking know you like that. Like, yeah. Jesus. Because you know we're telling you the truth. Yeah, I would never lie to you guys. I would never. I might <laughs> once in a while, but only for a good cause. <laughs> I lie for a good cause. <laughs> Absolutely. That is what I tell myself. <laughs> right. Well, that's the the old uh, people say little white lies. I think that's what they're they're talking about, uh, right? Yeah. 
Don't yeah. little white lies though sometimes fester into bigger things. Yeah, like, like Republicans. God. Yeah. Yep. Bigger <laughs> things. Oh, that's above me. <laughs> What's that? So that's above me. I don't, <laughs> never that will that happen to me. Oh no, never, 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 never. No, absolutely not. No, but you're <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, that was a cheap and easy joke because uh, anything with Republicans is usually cheap and easy, but not in a good way. Republicans are cheap and easy. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. What is? Let's talk about the outfit. The outfit of choice. Um, I see when I think of a Republican, like man i see like the long beard that has never been like combed through like nothing against a beard but like yeah please maintain that absolutely or also like like a flannel okay like yeah like a and like also nothing against flannels but like <sighs> it's how they're styled yeah it's the way they wear it with like with like maybe oh if he's like um like you know, a high school Republican, maybe it'd be like the Aeropostale shirt with the flannel on and the khakis. <laughs> Honestly, even a college student, I don't know how many of. No, if it's a college student, it'd be the flannel. The flannel is universal. Okay. It'd be the flannel and then like um, a college like shirt. Oh, right, right. They have a lot yeah. of things that remind them of where they're going to school and yeah. broadcasting it to others to let them know. Yeah, they're like, yo, University of Iowa. And I'm like, why do why would you like proudly admit you live in Iowa right now? <laughs> <laughs> Boasting about it even. Yeah, it's like I guess nothing against Iowa. I I'm so mean today. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You I know, I chose violence today. You did. Now it's funny because I was going to actually apologize to you because I felt that my energy was off on our last taping. I don't know why. And also it's Really? Well, it's partly the after effect of this last year. It's like sometimes you're like, oh, I, not that I felt like I screwed it up or whatever. Yeah. You know, I just thought, oh, my energy was off and, you know. I felt that way too for a little bit. I was like, I was just so out of it. It was one of those days. I feel like, you know, I was just talking. I don't remember who I was talking to this. Oh, it was with my friend Griffin. We FaceTimed earlier today and they were like, I just have so much stuff to do, like homework and stuff, but like I cannot get myself to do it. And I was like, one, I get that because of like my ADHD, but two, like even the stuff, like we are not supposed to be doing anything right now, period. And so when we have stuff we're supposed to do, it also is just like, I don't want to do, like we're so used to doing nothing. So doing things, even if we're supposed to, like is impossible sometimes. It really is. And also sometimes we don't even, uh, estimate how much we are doing so we sort of denigrate that even if it's like planning stuff or like whatever making lists or things that will help you actually do the thing uh sometimes you can go oh i didn't do anything today you know i was doing that recently and then i was like wait a second i did a lot and do a lot in general like you do so much you know on saturday (laughs) i opened up tiktok and i see that you were doing a thing a live and i was yeah. like i was like look at her go cuz i knew your schedule that day too you know briefly i were vaguely rather i knew that you had like mm-hmm. a small gap in the middle that was almost yeah. going to go towards doing a show uh, and i was like wow i was like i was very impressed with your uh, work ethic <laughs> and your uh, get up and go if you will thank you i am not impressed with my work ethic <laughs> but <laughs> it means a lot to hear i just like I overwhelm myself or overbook myself sometimes for days where I'm like, oh, shit. Or like I will uh, – I feel bad. My poor managers, they'll be like, hey, can you make this video? And I'm like, yeah. And then I send it like – 
at midnight. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I feel like, am I the worst to work with? I don't know. Oh, no. Are you kidding? No, you are a dream to work with. I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah. I hate working with myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sick of ourselves because we're like, oh, you again? Yeah, every day I'm like, God fucking damn it, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, it's so easy to like look at the things that are, are quote unquote flaws. And it, yeah. Sometimes they're not even flaws. They're just things that we have an issue about with ourselves or, or whatever. Or also sometimes like we're not used to maybe seeing the good stuff all the time. Yeah. So we can look at something or like hyper focus on the thing you just said, for instance, right? Uh, well, you got it in at midnight, but you got, it was an amazing video. And so therefore that's better than a very promptly delivered video. That's kind of like, eh, that's true. That's true. At least I like take my time to think about it. But still, I just I have the worst work ethic, but I can still do things. So anyone out there who has a bad work ethic, I feel you, but you got it. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I think your ethic is actually really strong. Maybe it's what? it's the it's the way of getting through the 24 hour period that is sometimes yeah. filled with hurdles and pitfalls that kind of gets in the way is that does that sound about right because i also don't want to yes. tell you how you feel about something you know what I mean? <laughs> no you're, you're so right i think like i just think especially as of lately just like being obviously in quarantine for a whole freaking year just days do not feel real and so i think like time gets away from me now now that i'm like booked and like doing like not booked like I'm going out, but like in my own room, booked and doing shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I have to do this. I can't just like be in my room and chill for a whole day. Like, I have like things I need to do. That's the other thing that makes it kind of schizophrenic. Uh, and there's another aspect of it where you're booked and blessed, but you're in the mm. same room as if maybe you weren't. So that's also yes. maybe where, right, where you would go to chill. So therefore, it's hard to delineate like the space or define the space rather as the place where I unplug, and also without the uh, attendant uh, benefits of, you know, oh, I'm going to this thing. I'm, there's an opening. They want me to come to it. That right. kind of stuff. Because I feel like you have such a different energy when you're like going out somewhere that like you know like okay, this is my work mindset or like my whatever mindset it is like. I don't go into like work mode because I like work mode's boring. Like I'm definitely just like this same. But like <laughs> I don't know. It's just a different it's a different kind of energy you have when you leave your place and like trying to do like when I was in school like last semester. Okay, by the way, failed that whole semester. <laughs> the the whole semester. When like when, when was the semester? What what was it during the beginning of the crisis or fall. was it Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this fall? Well, cuz I was in school when like the pandemic hit. I went to Columbia in Chicago. And it was like fine because I guess my major at the time was like social media management, oh, which is wow. like funny now cuz I was like I don't need school for this fuck off yeah. <laughs> I left <laughs> but um I did that and like I could do everything like online because like my job would have been like online if I was doing like the management side of it right but like omg did I not do anything I can finesse myself out of like any situation like I could get good grades just by being like please <laughs> like, <laughs> and like I'm not like inauthentic though about like why 
I didn't do my work. Like I was just like, like I had this one, I was in a fucking coding class, like Chrissy doing like computer coding. Like it was insane. Like I remember when it was in person before everything hit, I was like in there just like, what the fuck the whole time I would ask questions every like five minutes. It just did not work. And I, um, you know, the pandemic hit, was at home and I literally just did not do anything. And I like, I tried sometimes and I was like, I I can't. And I literally emailed him. I was like, it wasn't you. Like it's, this is not your fault. (laughs) I just like, I can't do it. I can't comprehend this. Like if I fail this, I will request you as a teacher for next semester. Like I, I'm sorry, basically. (laughs) I, I apologize. This was not your doing. I just, I couldn't do it. And he was actually really sweet um, back. He was like, I know that you tried like when it was in person. And like, I know that you it's not really your fault, girl. Like you just don't get it. So ended up giving me like a C, which I was like failing. So that was really, <laughs> really kind. Well, that's a good teacher, though. That's because yeah. the teacher sees that like it's not really maybe compatible with yeah. the the way your brain works. Yeah. He was definitely just like, you're never going to do this in your life. You're going to have people doing this for you. Well, see, <laughs> so is that, is that a bad worry. math uh, equation, by the way? That's, a- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I better be, no, I'll do it myself. I can do things myself. Just maybe not computer cutting. <laughs> but, well, that's what I'm saying. Like I can't fix a car. I'm never worried about that. And I never, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah, that and um, the cooking, I mean, every occasionally, we talk about this a bunch, but I was just talking to my friend, uh, John, John Grant, who we'll have on the show uh, one day, uh, fabulous queer musician and uh, songwriter, etc. And uh, we were talking about that and he was talking about cooking and he he was sort of like uh, downing himself a little bit talking about how he can't cook and I was like, okay. You were just telling me about how you go into these like uh, wormholes of making music and listening to music and all this stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. you're an artist. Uh, so what? You don't cook. Who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to do everything. Right. And, and you can know. you get food? Is food? Can you get food made for you and sent? Then terrific. Can you like cook, you know, noodles? That's fine. <laughs> like Exactly. Yeah. You could boil some noodles, like you're good. That's what we do over here. <laughs> I was going to ask because uh, we didn't get into recently when I asked you. Uh, is there the, what's the one thing that you make in an emergency situation where you cannot get something delivered? Like pasta. Yeah. Like something so easy. I would say, oh, I would say like rice. But the other day, I was like, oh my god, I haven't eaten and like, like I forgot. And I was just doing a lot, so I was like, fuck. I can't even make rice. Like that came out crunchy. <laughs> Some people go for crunchy rice though, but I know what you mean. And uh, when you do then uh, sort of bungle the simply that, the, mm-hmm. or, like a, a sentence like that, when you completely bungle a sentence, <laughs> w- when you screw up something that's like ostensibly an easy dish, then you're like, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do now because I can't do this. Yeah. I was, I literally gave up after that. I was like, I have to call my friend. <laughs> like, come over and help me make dinner. Did it together, but still, yeah. I was like, how? <laughs> I think it's all about problem solving, right? We figure out a way to get to the meal or whatever it is. Or with me, uh, before GPS, 
I, and I had to go anywhere that wasn't really familiar via routine. I would mm-hmm. make a cassette because, uh, you know, again, I'm old, and the car would have a cassette deck. And I would make a cassette that had the directions on it because I can't like drive and then look at a piece of paper. And maps, forget about it. Even if I, you sat yeah. me down with a map. And my dad's sweet with the thing. He will always try to show me, explain the maps. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I'd be like, Dad, it's like the sports thing. I just I can't figure it out. Like I don't know what's happening. It's just people moving back and forth on the screen, and then yeah. they go to commercial. So uh, <laughs> uh, then I think I had a portable cassette recorder with me because I would take that. That had the directions on it so I could just listen to music mm-hmm. and then like have that like, okay, it's a right turn at this thing. Yeah. But, you that, know. That is so smart. Oh, thanks. Because, you know, you, and that's the thing. And that's the way to look at it. You know, look, you called a friend over and then you had a nice visit at a dinner. So exactly see guys problem solving we don't have to do everything that's right we can't we're you know what if we're not great at everything that's totally okay because that we're just great at other things exactly we're really good at some things and sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit that's so true i feel like people beat themselves up a lot like i definitely do this too just like when you can't you think something's just so easy and you're like, fuck, like I can't do it. And then you just like think you suck. And it's like, you don't suck. Like you, you can do like a bunch of other things. Like you're talented in so many different areas. Like just because, babe, like you can't make rice, the world's not going to end. Like you're, you're not going to knock at a job. You're going to you're going to live. You're going to keep breathing. Don't yeah. you worry about it. Right. Are taxes like making you crazy? Well, you know, hire someone to do it. Exactly. So on and so forth. You know, all, all stuff like that. Yeah, and then uh, mm. often with that hand in hand is that we don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we do do really well because we're again we're used to us we're like ugh, you again uh, this thing that you do mm-hmm. <laughs> who cares yeah <laughs> that's so true like I feel like I never can like be satisfied with my work or what I do like even if I hit a goal I'm like okay I hit it well, I have to get the next goal then <laughs> like you know like yeah if it's a follower count or like views or like you know, whatever it is, whatever it may be. I'm like, okay, that wasn't, that was exactly what you wanted, but now it's not enough. And yeah. I don't know why I do that to myself. I was like, I reached for this. And then I was like, and nope, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm going to make myself <laughs> crazy about it and be like, you didn't do good enough, which is like so toxic. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I almost didn't do it. See, now it says recording on the thing. God there damn. There we go. Wow. Okay. All right. So, well, hey, everyone. Uh, we're coming to you uh, half an hour into a show that didn't get uh, recorded, but uh, 
Should we even tell them that? Or maybe that sets us up for a bad... Uh, <laughs> no, that's kind of funny. It's yeah, kind it, of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny. Because really, our sponsor, ADHD, which was in a, a, a great joke that you won't hear because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Unless it happens again. <laughs> which it probably will. Which it probably will. So uh, as we just discussed, I am unmedicated currently because of... Uh, uh, well, I, I will be getting a new prescription soon, but uh, we'll see. But anyway, not to be on a downer start to the show... We were having a lovely chat about how to deal with, I guess, you know what, let's just talk freely and then it'll come back to that. It'll come back. It'll come we were back. definitely talking about dealing with like narcissistic people and, once again, yep. <laughs> you know, common. once again, because that's our favorite topic. <laughs> um, we have a lot of experience with it and we like to talk about it. Yeah. We do. We love it. We do. And we were talking about people talking about you. Because a lot of times, yes. those people will talk about you. But the thing is, don't worry that much about it. Because once people meet you, unless they're flying monkeys of their own, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Just be you and don't get consumed about it. It's easy to get consumed about it. But Right. Yeah, because we had, like we mentioned, like, you know, those people who are like our friends who like, or just in general, you're with and they always have a fucking negative thing to say about someone in their mouth. Like, and they will go on. They could go on for literal hours. I have met many, many, many people in my life that could go on for hours mm-hmm. and hours about how much they hate this person and then this person and that person. And it's like, how does someone have the mental capacity to spend so much of their like day like yeah. outside of work and outside of like school or whatever it is to just sit there and nitpick and just hate so hard because hating people really takes up so much energy it It really does such an energy sucker it really does and the other thing to go along with that is the way people talk about other people is the way they're probably talking about you that is so, oh, that gave me chills because it's so true. It's so true. I mean, right? it, with that, it's so true with that friend who's always, you know, saying something negative, like say you're in a friend group and you've got one friend who's always saying something negative yeah. about one of the, someone in your, you know, friend group's back. Just so you know, when you're not there, they are doing the exact same thing to you. And that with multiple of my friend groups, that has been how it is. And yeah. those like, Seriously, are people that like are so hard to spend time with because mm-hmm. and we were saying too, like the more like these people and, you know, we've all been that person who has done that, who has just talked oh. so much. About- well, sure. Well, like, you know, having a good bitch about something is one thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people can be the recurring subjects of these bitch sessions. If, if you're having some kind of problem with them or whatever. There's very there's differences though. There's shades of gray with that. When there's the repeat, constant, like withering put downs of everything about someone all the time from someone. Right. Right. And also it's like, you know, you all could like maybe agree to a point about something with someone. Like, yeah, it is really frustrating when they do that. Or like, honestly, this part about this person really annoys me. And you know what? Fine. Chat about it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't shit talk because I fucking do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. I have shit to say. Yeah. But you cannot become obsessed with the shit you want to say about somebody because then it it becomes an obsession mm-hmm. and it becomes your whole personality trait Like at that point. Absolutely it does. 
and it can take over your whole everything. And the trouble with that too, with those people that do talk shit incessantly, is they can sort of erode people's conception of you, of them, of everything. And people can get into this thing where they bond over negative talk. That's all they do. They talk shit about people or specific people, even better for them, right? I imagine that friend group situation that you were telling me about in high school with all that nonsense when you're roster size, there was that sort of thing going on. It was exactly it. And it became, I remember like talking with one of those people who I was very close with um, a year or so after and him literally like looking at me like, like one, like, I'm really sorry this happened. And it was because this person had put this narrative of me in these people's heads and instead of them, which is on them completely, no matter what it is that I did to piss them off, (laughs) they decided to agree with that narrative that they didn't come to themselves, take it with them. And then a year later be like, I was fucking mean to you and I regret it. And now I know they really regret it because, bitch, I'm amazing. (laughs) Which just makes it even sweeter, by the way. Just, you know, these little things. They're not not petty. They're enjoyable for a reason. Exactly. But, like, just, you know, he pulled me aside and was like, she still cannot stop talking about you. And it was, like, two years. And she was like, she's always talking about you. And now all of us, like, she'll say something and we're just like, okay, next topic (laughs) like yeah people make themselves look like idiots after a while yeah usually pretty soon but they will make themselves eventually look like the asses that they are so you don't have to let anyone know about it outside of like one or two close people to you like they will expose themselves and the less you talk about them the better off you are because eventually even the closest flying monkey to someone like that will be like oh wait whoops i fucked up they're okay. This one's not. That is so true. Like you, you are allowed to take that space and talk to close people and be like, Hey, this is bothering me. This person won't stop saying this about me X, Y, and Z. But the minute you are obsessively talking about that and you cannot get it off your mind and it is the forefront of every conversation, you do look like the bad guy. Then you do look like you may be (laughs) fucked up, but the more you're just like, okay, it is what it is. They don't have to like me. I don't really like them, but I'm not going to spend my time worrying about it. You look a lot better and your case is usually a lot stronger if you're right. Yeah. And it's also better for your peace of mind to try to think about other things. We've all been there where you've been wronged in a certain situation or there's no closure with a someone just like dipping and you're like, what yeah. the fuck is that about? But you have to move along. And also you can't bring it up with a lot of people because it's just not going to do you any good. Yeah. Exactly. And people will come to their own like realizations about you just by talking to you. And if they, that's another thing. Like if they decide they don't want to talk to you or they don't want to have these realizations about you or whatever it is, that it's completely on them. And that has nothing to do with you. Like they decided to take somebody else's word about who you are (laughs) without knowing who you are. And it is what it is. Like that probably isn't a person you want to really hang out with anyway, if they're not going to yeah. actually like get to know people as people and form their own, their own <laughs> fucking opinions. Exactly. You don't need those people around. So don't even worry about it. Exactly. Which of exactly. course we can all forget about when we're having like a, a weak moment or, you know, like a stressful time or whatever. But overall you can snap back to that and just know you don't need those people. 
for sure. Right. And it's like all the things I say, like, don't do this. They're like X, Y, and Z are things <laughs> I've done. Like That's what we done. can say. That's what we can exactly. say that. Yeah. I've been that bitch who cannot get someone's name out of my mouth and I'm just so <laughs> mad about it. And then everyone's like, girl, chill. And then I was like, you're right. And then, you know, I grew from it. I learned from it and I changed from it. And it is what it is. And yeah. change is great. That's why, Chrissy, you've changed. You've changed. <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, wait, that kind of reminds me of this one meme I saw. Uh-huh. That was like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's the like caterpillar sitting at a table with the butterfly and the caterpillar's like, you've changed. And the butterfly's like something like, but you have to, like something dumb. But instead someone like <laughs> crossed it out and it says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is how I feel. That is how I feel about it. When people are like, oh my God, Chrissy, you've changed. It literally is like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You haven't. And that's embarrassing for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I remember this guy that I used to drink with. This is years and years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to go to the movie theater he worked at and then we'd watch movies after they closed and drink, you know? And he... Later, when I was not drinking for a long time, I think I can't remember exactly what year I stopped, but it was a long time ago. So when I started Videodrome Discotheque, I was sober doing that. And so it was a while ago. This is like 2009 I started Videodrome. But he came mm-hmm. to a Videodrome, and then he came to the after party that was at a friend's place. And then he was keeping in touch lightly after that or a little bit more, but he kept bringing up negative times from back in the day. Kept doing mm-hmm. that. And I tried to say in a very nice way like and saying things like, "Gee, look how far you've come from you know that kind of stuff." Yeah, Oof. Oof. there's a different. There's so many different ways that people can say, "Look how far you've come," and there's very few people that can say that to you without actually insulting you. Yeah, you know, because why would you even say that? Quite frankly. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for recognizing. And guess what? Uh, whatever distance I traveled, I'm here now. I am not there. Yeah. So this kept up for a little bit, and then I had to tell them, hey, listen, all that stuff's in the past, and that's just the past. And the best is I didn't see this angry email that they sent me for like five days. I mean, it was the angriest, longest email. They happened to be like a a writer. They reviewed movies and stuff. Mm. So they like to you know, use the power of the word. But it was pathetic because they were they're a problem drinker. I think they later had a health problem due to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like a crazy bad drinker. I think they, yeah, they uh, they didn't have a stroke, but they had something bad happen, and mm-hmm. they that's that just shows you, right? Because that put a, a focus on their drinking, and they couldn't handle that. A lot of times, you'll see people who have substance abuse problems. They mm-hmm. have someone around them who they can pretend is worse off than them, so they can always point to them. Oh, you really got mm-hmm. fucked up that night. Oh, you really. But they're all, they'll also be the first one to be trying to feed that person booze or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That hit in so many areas. <laughs> Just, I mean, yeah. Like, I've definitely, like, had my experiences with those who are substance abusers. And that's, like, very true because they do, you know. They try to pin that on somebody else but themselves. And obviously, it's because, you know. It's a sickness. It's like it's yeah. not you have to understand stuff with that isn't necessarily their their own it's their fault, but it's it is the substance oh, doing yeah. it. It's not their 
you know, like character failing or something like that. It's not. Yeah. But the other part is character failing when you're trying to Mm -hmm. scapegoat someone else. Like scapegoating someone else is always a sign of someone with an aberrant personality trait. Always. And it can be with substance abuse or a family thing or whatever, a friend group thing. Yes. But that is particularly disgusting to me when I see that sort of thing. Because you can see it, especially I remember going to clubs and bars uh, sober and then seeing people having the sloppy drunk friend, but they're like, oh, you're a mess and all that stuff. And you see it happening and you go, God, I hope that person realizes what's happening here someday. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, man. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's just so tough. And just anyone, you know, who anyone who just in a general sense to blames other people for their own actions or their own problems instead of like kind of coming to terms with themselves and changing the key word today, change, (laughs) Um, (laughs) changing out about themselves or trying to. It's just like, like, I don't know. I never want to be friends with another person who can't take criticism or take something i say without like getting so personally offended by it yeah you know yeah because because that is just to me that feels like okay like you haven't changed like you're not you're not trying to you're not trying to grow yeah you're stuck in this like kind of victim complex of like i don't know why is the world doing this to me how come this is happening yeah, and, my my yeah. life is so unfair like <laughs> hey yeah. everyone's life is fucking unfair we didn't ask to be here like <laughs> yeah stuff's unfair and also you can look at uh everything as conspiring against you i mean you know i certainly have a bout with self-pity probably at the time right before i started drinking when i was like the holidays i was broke and i was miserable and uh physically out of shape and all this is a long time ago uh, mm. Obviously, uh, no, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and I, I was at uh, the holidays. It was Christmas Eve, and uh, there was some you know, argument with my parents about something where it was just very much self pitying, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, you could uh, not that I'm going to go through the transcript of the of the mm-hmm. contents of the conversation. However, um, the general thing was, I remember waking up the next day, and I was just like, that that's we're going into a bad territory here. This cannot right. this cannot be, and so. Interesting day to stop drinking though on Christmas Day, but I did, and uh, that's that was a long time ago. Uh, but mm. anyway, that's more I want, more wanted to talk about the self pity a- angle because self pity is probably the worst drug there is. <laughs> Honestly, like it's hard sometimes not to get yourself in the like "woe is me" mindset, but. You can't live in that mindset, you know, like you can recognize sometimes if something like fucking sucks, you can be like, this fucking sucks. I need to sit with this and I need to do what I need to do with this right now for myself. But like kind of overdrawing that, like using that, like, woe is me. My life sucks for everything. And then putting that on everyone else. And then the minute somebody does something you don't like it's like oh but my life fucking sucks and like well it must be nice for you you know my life uh, you know i don't get that same chances i don't that's that uh sick uh domino effect i see a lot of those kinds of comments on social media like Uh uh-huh oh, good for you. Your life is like that. Well, mine is X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I'm sorry. Like I, you know, sometimes I'll be doing like 
my inspirational speeches like love yourself like here's why you shouldn't and people are like well i fucking hate myself must be nice for you and it's like okay great cool <laughs> thanks I, that, that we have a lot to work with with that i was curious about the unconditional love thing because to pull back to your tiktok about that and you said something really powerful about how queer people often have a real struggle with unconditional love and i was wondering if you would elaborate on that well um Honestly, like I say, I always speak from my own experiences. I knew since, probably since I was able to articulate what it meant to be different from others, I knew I was different from others. And I was taught at a very young age, the things that made me different, things that I would show signs of, I guess, um, my mannerisms. I was taught at a very young age that these are things that are undesirable. These are things that are not going to happen around here. And these are things that if you continue to do it, you will continue to be punished. You know, I was really berated by my family. Now, I love my family and they're very supportive. I want to make that clear. However, they didn't know how to deal with it in the beginning. I grew up being like the grandchild of this uh, only female pastor in South Carolina that, you know, that's it's an exaggeration. But honestly, there are a few women in South Carolina who have like licensing because, you know, misogyny is also in the Christian field. Like they don't want yeah. women preaching. They don't want women preaching at all. So, you know, we had to really put up an image of perfection because if we didn't, it was going to fall back on my grandmother, my meaning. So um, I knew that, you know, being my true self was something that was going to, um, it was going to, put the love that I've known in jeopardy. And it made me realize at 16, when I did come out as trans, when people started turning their backs on me or wouldn't talk to me or wouldn't look me in the face, which is the most painful thing that I was not unconditionally loved this whole time. And if your family is supposed to teach you what love is, then I just didn't know what it was at that point. So I know that I know what it feels like to be thrown out into the world and feel like you don't know what love is. So you're searching for it, searching for it, especially Black trans women where everybody is telling you, we desire you, but we don't really desire you. Like, you know, we want you around for five minutes of either fun or pleasure or novelty, but we honestly don't want you around for long, you know, uh, lifelong relationships. So I realized looking around and talking to other LGBT friends that it was a similar story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's right. sad. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, yeah. That's the best way I can explain it is when you're thrown into the world and you don't know what love is, you're going to continue to look for it. Because honestly, there's one thing that, you know, people will disagree simply because I'm saying nobody will disagree. But I feel that we all can agree on the fact that everybody is just searching for a place where they fit in and where they feel loved. Absolutely. And a lot of times people get uh, into problems because if you don't know what the gold standard should be, you go for sometimes really inappropriate or damaging relationships because they seem like this might be the thing that I'm looking for. Or, you know, you're getting the appearance. That's why like love bombing works on people, you know, because it's like, so, oh my God, thankfully, finally. And then you're into a bad problem. So there's a lot of pitfalls also that, you know, come along with that. Exactly. Right. And I also think like going off of that with relationships, you sometimes find people who obviously love bomb you and love like, certain parts of you and that might not be all of them but you see that this person likes those certain parts and so you settle for them although it's not the full picture that they truly love or want even 
And yeah. so sometimes, at least with myself, I saw myself getting in so many horrible relationships left and right just because I was like, oh, but you accept this part of me that like maybe someone didn't accept before. But obviously, like you don't want the full picture. You don't want all of me. You don't. It's just so interesting how that works. And especially with the manipulation right. that goes into that, like, oh, I'm going to tell you I love all this about you. I'm going to say X, Y and Z to really make you feel so vulnerable around me. And then I'm going to take all that away and you're going to feel so confused and you're still going to stay with me because you're so confused and you're searching for that. Like you're still looking for those like bits of love bombing and they'll give it to you and they'll take it away. It's just so interesting how that works. Yes, it is very interesting. It disgusts me every time. <laughs> yes. I, just, yes. I can't believe that, you know, and I know that people think I'm very mature. That's because. I am aware of myself. I'm aware of what makes me feel certain things. But because I'm young, I still do fall into those holes sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just because, like, you know, I just want somebody to love me. Like, I'm looking at everybody mm-hmm. else, you know. But I know that, you know, everything good comes with time. I'm not, I mean, I'm 19. I'm not, like, 30 or anything. And even <laughs> if I were 30, I'm not going to rush to be in anything just because I don't want to be alone anymore. Good. Right. That, listen, yeah. that's a good move. And you can fall into that trap anytime. Not you specifically, of course. I mean, the universal you. I mean, I've done that. You know, uh, we all make mistakes. And the other thing is that emotions don't know from logic. And it, it can be difficult. You know, you can right. be lonely and that can choose things for you sometimes if you let it. Yes. Yeah, I think finding someone with similar intentions is a lot harder than it seems. And mm. I think that's something I really had to learn. Just like, you were saying like you really feel like very mature for your age and that's something I really grew into too just like being so having to be like kind of forced to be just like cause of my childhood and the way I grew up just having to be mature for my age and still like but you're still a kid you still have that inner child that just like longs so much to be loved if you didn't get love and for me at least like I didn't get love in a certain place in my childhood in my life and so I long for that so hard and that's like younger Chrissy looking for it. So I find myself in all these relationships or friendships or with these people who just do not value me or want me to be there, honestly. And it's really just like, I'm going to use you for what I want. And then we're done, baby. And that's damaging because it is like, for me, it is my younger self that's like, but I want this. I want to feel this. And then it goes away and it's like, oh, I'm feeling everything I've ever felt again. (laughs) Like I hate this. (laughs) That's what I was trying to avoid. Yeah. (laughs) I describe that as simply feeling disposable. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely damaging to feel disposable because um, when you have people continuously doing that to you, you're going to start putting that on yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I know in this relationship, I'm here to serve a purpose. And then once that purpose is served, they're going to dispose of me and the cycle continues. And it's like, we have to know, or I had to realize Part of the problem is the fact that I knew going into these relationships that these people wanted me around for a specific reason. However, there are some people, there are some people who know exactly how to trick you into believing that they want you around for a long time. You know what I mean? And those are the people that you have to really look out for. But honestly, it's easy for me now to be able to detect a fraudulent person, (laughs) a person who wants to dispose of me. I know that. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult, though, to trust your detection system sometimes. That takes, I think that might be the final hurdle of that whole process. I agree. 
I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I don't always trust it. Um, luckily, though, the perks of having a very Southern mom, they really do. Well, I maybe all moms. My mom really does believe she knows. She believes she knows. She'll meet somebody and she'll be like, mm. like, oh, okay, well, I know that this isn't going to last because she's like literally almost always right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms do know. I remember uh, taking uh, someone to family holiday thing and my mom sobbing, crying when I was leaving. And it wasn't because she hadn't seen me in a long time. She was like, no, not, not, not this. And, you know, she was right. She was more than right. I'm telling you, it's something in there. I don't know what it is. I don't know what moms are drinking. <laughs> Some sixth sense is. shit. Right, like, like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, once again, that's down to intuition, right? I mean, the, the old phrase, mother's intuition. But it, at the core of it, it's intuition. And a lot of times we, again, don't t- trust our detection systems, which are is our intuition. And part of that is because, like you said, when you start to take on this notion that you are disposable, it, you start to erode your own sense of worth. And then you think, well, maybe, maybe I don't, my opinion doesn't count for much, even though it's about my life. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> That's why it took me 16 years. Because I I really did think everybody else's opinion mattered. I really did. I thought that I was just like, you know, and I don't know, maybe, you know, others will feel this same way. I felt like I was a placekeeper, you know, like I just stayed in my place and, mm-hmm. you know, did, did me behind closed doors. But, you know, honestly, it just goes back to the whole conditional thing. Like when you aren't what people want it for you to be like a lot of people pre-plan your lives like I don't know why that is people can barely know you and pre-plan your life like they want you to do this they want to do that they see you for this and they see you for that and when you step out of that people are no longer your friend or your fan uh-huh. it's so crazy mm-hmm. yeah oh I felt that one <laughs> yes it's true they're no longer your friend or your fan yeah the minute and it's like I always find it interesting when, you know, obviously we are going to be so many different versions of ourselves as we grow, as we develop, as we learn. And when you're with like a, like say a friend that you've had for a long time or a partner you've had and you're changing as a human does. And they're like, I just, I think the, like the words like you've changed are just so fucking stupid. Like, yes, of course I changed. I got that recently from a family member like you changed and I was like uh-huh I was like 16 like four years right. ago <laughs> I did change baby like what and I'm sorry you haven't but that's on you honey like that is not that's a reflection of yourself that you're putting on me and mm-hmm. I can't I cannot take that to heart as much as sometimes it's so hard to condition yourself to not take things to heart because you still sometimes think about it and you're still like oh but <laughs> You can't because a lot of what people say, I'm just learning now, I think a lot of what people say to you when it's like that is just some reflection of themselves that they don't feel very highly about themselves about. And it's like, hey, I would love to help you with this. But if you're going to put that on me and treat me like that, that is on you, baby. Like, I am not going to help you out. Right. Honestly, a lot of people don't want you to change because your old self tolerated a lot from them. That's exactly it. To hear those entire episodes, head on over right now and subscribe to Chrissy and Craig on your podcast player.